I want you to think about the blood of Jesus. Because we don't ever talk about the blood anymore. Think about the blood of Jesus. He had an earthly mother, but who was his daddy? Huh? The Spirit of God was his father. The blood of, there is no other blood like the blood of Jesus. There never will be. There never was. And the thing about it is, is his blood, if you're born again, flows through your veins. Flows through your veins. You've got the blood of Jesus. You've been engrafted in. Think about that. So a lot of times, let me just read this paragraph so I can tell you that I've read my notes, okay? It seems like today we are more concerned about an external life than an internal change of life. Let me say that again because half of you weren't listening. We are more concerned about external, what's out there, what we can see. We are more concerned about that than we are about what's on the inside. And what's on the inside of you is much more important than what's around you. Much more important than what's around you. What you see, you don't have to have a whole lot of faith in what you see, do you? You don't have to use your faith in what's around you. I, had a, I was having a conversation with the rings this morning. Is they got this money that they didn't even know was coming. They knew it was there. They knew it was there floating around. And it finally came to them. It's over $1,000. If you need any money, go to the rings. I'm sure they don't, I'm sure they don't mind me telling you. 1000 bucks. How many of you know that there's money out there floating around? Don't, don't go, oh, no, he's back on that again. If you don't believe in prosperity, you're not going to be very happy here. Man, we believe in prosperity here, so you just get on board. Wipe the old frown off your face and get on board. They didn't even know it was out there, but it came to them. A lot of times, if we don't know what's out there, we're going to live like it's not there when it's there, but we can't see it, so we don't think it is. You see, because of the blood of Jesus, you've been engrafted into his family, and therefore, whatever belongs to him, I think we say that every Sunday. Whatever belongs to him belongs to me. Come on, I'll, let you, I'll just let that soak in for a minute. Because whatever belongs to the Lord... Everything that you see belongs to him. Now, that doesn't mean that you can go out and start claiming stuff. But everything that you see belongs to him. And therefore, because you are a child of God, you not only have the blood of Christ running through you, you have received an everlasting life. And so, therefore, it all belongs to me. I've got a better place than this to go. How about you? I am not afraid to die. Sometimes I wonder how it will happen. But I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to leave this place. 
every once in a while, the Lord just gives me a glimpse of what he has for me. And I'm going, man, I could go right now. And then he says, but I ain't done with you yet. You see, God may not be done with you yet, but when he's done with you, that's when you really start to live. When you leave, you start to live. Everybody say that with me because you're looking at me like, but I don't see it. Say this with me. When I leave is when I start to live. All right, we're going to do it again, and you're going to actually mean it. When I leave, I'm going to start to live. You are going to leave this earth no matter what you think. You will leave this place. Hallelujah. You're going to leave. And when you leave is when your life really begins because this is just a small part of who you are. Why? Because his blood, that life-giving blood flows through your veins. Therefore, you cannot die. Death is not even a part of you. Your body may die and decay, but you go on. And the thing about it is, is you go to that much better place and you never will die because his blood flows through your veins. Now, you can sit here and I can yell and I can scream, but if I don't prove to you, it doesn't mean a whole lot, right? So let me say this. For some reason, so many of us get stuck in the fact or in the, or in the in, not the fact, but in the, in the thinking, in this old thinking that we're, we're still Old Testament people. We're still Old Covenant people. And Old Covenant, they had to make these animal sacrifices. They had to, you know, that was their blood sacrifices. In the Old Covenant, I mean, we could, we could just go on and on and on about this, but in the Old Covenant, they had to make animal sacrifices to atone to cover their sins. Aren't you glad you don't live in the old covenant? Well, I know I am because, you know, I'm not even a hunter. Now, you hunters may, may be a little bit okay with this, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, these guys that I hear that go out hunting and they gut the whatever and, and haul it off, you know, from the, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I don't want to cut up some animal for, to atone for my sins. But because you are a new covenant son, a new covenant daughter, see that blood has already been shed for you. It doesn't have to be shed again. So what I did was I picked some verses, and you guys might have your own verses, but we're going to go through a few of these. So I'm going to put one up on the board, and I know one of these is going to hit you. It's going to really, it's going to take a jolt on you because when we, when we put the word of God up, see, we're speaking the truth. And I'm going to tell you right now, if what you believe doesn't line up with the word, then what you believe is wrong. I can just sit up here and say all this stuff because I only get up here for a couple of weeks and I sit down. And then Kate has to straighten it all back out. Are you ready to go? Yeah. All right, let's go. Put me one up. I don't even know which one you're going to put up. 
When God speaks a new covenant, it means he has made the first one. Everybody say first one. He's made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date. So, those darn Ten Commandments, they cause such a rift, such a problem in our entire country. Guys, let's just get something straight right now. And I know this is going to blow some of you away because every time I say it, it blows some of you away because it's not what you've been taught. We do not live under the Old Testament, and that includes the Ten Commandments. Y'all look at me and nod right now, okay? Stay with me. The Old Covenant was made, was actually brought up, was actually created for a people who were in rebellion. It was made for people who were in rebellion. Are you in rebellion? Because when you are, you have to have something right in front of you, right smack dab on in front of you for you to go by. Why do you think people go to jail? Because they have to have, they have, to have that surrounding in order to keep them straight. God had to put those commandments right in front of those people to keep them straight. They could not... There were a lot more than 10. There was no possible way that they could keep all the commandments. None. And there's no possible way, I don't care how good you are and how long you've been in church, there is no way that you can keep them either. You cannot be good enough. You cannot be holy enough. To keep those commandments. So stop trying to live by them because all you're doing is heaping condemnation upon yourself and everybody else in your household. Boom. You ready to go again? Okay, let's go. We may only get two or three of these done. Give me another one, Dover. Oh. The thief's purpose is to steal. Who is the thief? The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, talking about Jesus here, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. His blood flows through my veins. Rich and how many of you want a rich and satisfying life? Four of you. Okay. <laughs> a rich and satisfying life. That is that is your life. I'm telling you right now. Because you're a child. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. That's who you are. So, no more whining. No more griping. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. All those of you who are afraid to go outside because of the sickness that you're going to get. Stop griping about it. 
all of those, all those, all the, th- all the stuff that you've been taught that you can't have your child do this, you can't have your child do that. I got to keep my child inside. Stop! I'm no longer afraid of fear. I am a child of God. Am I the only one getting this? Come on, Mark, preach it. I am a child of God. I was telling Coonrod yesterday, Coonrod, if God tells you to go somewhere, and this is exactly how I was doing it in Chili's, Coonrod, if God tells you to go somewhere, then you go. Scared him, so he left. No, I'm just kidding. I said, if God tells you to go somewhere, you go. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know how dangerous it is. You don't know all the people that told me not to go. Well, there's a thing called the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit will tell you to go or not. And I agree. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak through somebody, and it's generally, guys, your wife. And sometimes not. The Holy Spirit will tell you where to go and where not to go. But I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. If you have to take your child somewhere, if you have to, ta- if you have to go somewhere, and you know, you, and the water's terrible, just like Collinsville. <laughs> it, wherever you go, God is with you. You don't, you're not afraid to take your child. You're not afraid to take your family anywhere. Because of who you are, his blood flows through your veins. How many of you are tired of griping? Huh? We don't need to be griping about anything. Because his blood flows through my veins. Preach it, Mark. One more? Maybe two? One more. Okay. One more. Let's go. I had like eight. (laughs) He personally, we'll do one more after this. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead. Now, wait a minute. There are so many imperfect people in this room. I'm just going to come right out and start pointing. Oh, thank you for raising your hand. Two of you. There are so many imperfect people. You cannot do everything right. He can't. Don't even expect him to. And do not get on Facebook saying that he does everything right because he doesn't. There's not one person that can do everything correct. You, you just can't. Because you're a human being. You, you're just, you, you're, your flesh is created that way. But see, his blood flows through your veins. So therefore, a third of you, which is called your spirit, is a wall-to-wall Holy Ghost, as Andrew Womack puts it. Your spirit is wall-to-wall hope. You carry the Holy Ghost everywhere you go. And every time 
that you mess up, you know it on the inside. Don't tell me you don't, because I do. Every time that I, every time that I mess up, the Holy Spirit just corrects me. Doesn't condemn me, but corrects me. And every time he corrects me, I think, man, I need to not do that anymore. But still yet, as Paul says, sometimes I do the things that I don't want to do. I just go ahead and do them. Even the apostle Paul messed up every now and then. He was a cusser. He had a cussing problem. Anybody? Don't, don't raise your hand. But the thing is, is since that blood, that one-of-a-kind blood is running through your veins, you can take anything. Your flesh can't, but you can. The real you. I'm, I'm talking about the real you. I'm talking about... I'm talking about the Holy Ghost you. How many of you realize that you got the Holy Spirit right now? Right, right now. Right now where you're sitting. The Holy Spirit is, is giving you this unction on the inside to either receive this message and your spirit and your flesh is telling you no. But see, because of your renewed mind, you're going to receive this message. I mean, all of you, including myself. Right? Man, I wanted to get to a particular one. Let's do one more. We'll just have to do the rest next week, man. You guys will be, you guys will be just waiting to get here next week. You won't be able to stand it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we are Christ's ambassadors. What is an ambassador? You're, you're, you're Christ's representative. All right, how many of you know without a doubt that you're born again? You better put your hand up if you are. Don't leave it up for a minute. Come on. Don't make me yell too loud. If you're Christ, you are Christ's ambassador. Okay, you can put them down now. You are his representative. You're his representative everywhere you go. Jim and I are getting ready to go on a long trip in about a month. And we are his ambassador to where we go. Are you guys afraid of that or what? Over there in the corner. We're going on a long trip, and it's not very fun. I got, I got, we, got, we got one flight that's 14 hours long ahead of us. Be on that plane for 14 hours. I met a guy last week, did some work for him. He takes that flight every week. He's a pilot. He takes that flight every week and back in a 777. I thought, boy, you must really be used to it. He said, yeah, that's my every day. Man, whoo, that'd take a little while. We are ambassadors, so where we go, where, where you go, you go to Mexico, you go somewhere else, you, you are his ambassador. You are his, you, you are his representative, so everywhere you go... At work, you are Christ's representative. That's right. Uh-oh. Just remember that when you go to work tomorrow. I am Christ's representative. I am his ambassador. 
<laughs> Woo! I'm his ambassador. So when people look at me, who do they see? When people look at me, who do they see? God is making his appeal through us, through you and me. How you guys handling that? How you handling that right now? He's making his appeal through us. How we act, what we say, what we do. No, no, he's not going to... He's not going to condemn us when we do something wrong, but he's, he's making his appeal through us. He's, man, he's, he's really showing who he is through you. For I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm a brand new creation in him. Oh, yeah. Man, lastly, I, I've just got to say this. We're, gonna show, we're just going to close with this. Because of who I am, Fear is not a part of my life. Somebody, somebody needs that so much this morning. Because of who I am, because of what Christ did for me, fear is no longer a part of my life. Sickness is no longer a part of my life. We'll go on with this next week. Sickness is no longer a part of me. Fear is no longer a part of me. Anxiety is no longer a part of me. None of that is a part of me. And none of that is a part of you. And the Lord's going to show us in the next couple of weeks, man, he is going to just open wide on who we are. No, it's not what people can see on the outside so much. It's really who you are on the inside. And so it just really comes down to the fact that when I say we don't have any time, we really don't have any time to be sick. And we don't really have any time to be anxious. We really don't have any time for any of that stuff because of who we are, because his blood flows through my Veins. So I'm telling you right now, man, you better be here on, when is it, Saturday? Because I see, man, I'm getting ready. We are getting ready to see some stuff happen. We ain't got time. Amen. See? Amen. See, his blood flows through my veins. And so really what we can say is, see, there is no sickness that belongs in this body. Amen. There's none. No sickness that belongs in this body, so therefore, we got to let that junk go. You ain't got time for that. How many times? We don't have, a, we don't have any time for anxiety. We don't, have, we don't have any time for worry. We don't have any time. We don't have any time for that stuff. You know, I'm just laying my hands on the one that I want to. Don't get, don't get mad at me. Just take my hand for a minute. We don't have time for any, man, it just doesn't belong to you just doesn't belong to you at all whatever that is that keeps you from moving forward is moving out of the way right now I don't know where you're going but whatever it is that's, that's keeping you from moving forward it's going it's going to move out of the way just expect it to man all that stuff that somebody's told you about about prosperity and this and that it's just going to move out of your way it's just going to whoosh. things are going to get real quiet in your mind because God's talking to you that's right. Don't get scared. Sometimes I just operate this way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, God is so good. Ooh, God is so good. God is so good, man. You're getting ready to see some new stuff. Mm.
just, you know what, just let it happen. You know really what the Lord's telling me right now is just tell him just to go on. Just keep on every day. Just get up because it's time that I'm going to show you some new stuff in your life. There's some new things that are getting ready to happen. And you don't have to be concerned about it. You don't, you don't have to worry about it. Just let it happen. He just let you know right now that you just better get ready. Amen. Amen. Mm. Anxiety, no fear. How many of you are going to be here on Saturday? Because some of you are going to get delivered. You might as well get ready. Amen. Did we get that ready, Brian? Can we end with that? Brooke's song? Okay, you guys ready? Oh